A, B, C. A always, B, B, C closing. Always be closing. All right, yo, what's up, everybody? This is a Scare Money Don't Make Money collab episode with John from the Help Me Podcast. Is that right? Help Me, help me help Podcast? Myself. Help, help myself podcast. Sorry, my help me help help me, man. Help me. I help help yeah. me, bro. Help myself podcast. Hey, we here together. Um, honestly, just because we out here just trying to spread a good message. And I thought it would be dope for us to just kind of do it collectively together, man. We all just out here trying to survive. You feel me? So, John, if you wouldn't please tell me about your podcast, I'm gonna tell them about our podcast, and then you know that way we can mesh it together and, and our audiences can grow together. Good deal, good deal, man. First off, uh, forgive me, my co-pilot is around here running around. <laughs> you know, I don't have a dedicated space like y'all got, man. It's expensive <laughs> out here in Alexandria, man. But uh, so my co-pilot, y'all might hear him yelling or playing um, mm-hmm. youth, uh, what, kitty theme songs or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey. for that, but yeah, um glad to be here you know to help myself podcast you know um i had to kind of diversify because i started out with mostly military guests but you know i wanted it to be for everybody so basically you know help myself one of my big things that i'm passionate about is accountability and personal responsibility so sharing tips on how to be um you know take control of your own destiny things to do to make yourself better how to navigate better in the world and then you know, one of the biggest things I like to do is, you know, collab with folks that are doing amazing stuff that took, um, you know, took big leaps. You know, yeah. I was talking with you, Killer Cam, you talked about it like, hey, we be having these guests on here and we just like, <laughs> hey, just take the leap. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. So y'all inspired me, you know, I didn't take the leap now, you know, I'm just like, hey, what's the worst that can happen? They say no. So, yeah. And we all in recruiting, so y'all know what no means, new opportunities. So. Hey, and it's only ever, and a no is only a no right now. Right. <laughs> um, and then, and you know, and for your people who scare money, don't make money podcast, um, this was formed, uh, honestly, because of COVID, you know, uh, sitting at home, um, me and Roy, you know, I know people always talk about don't don't take your home, uh, don't take your work home with you and talk about it all the time. But we just like recruiting so much. That's all we talk about. And so um, I said, we should do a podcast. Roy said, yeah, yeah, let's do a podcast. And I text him on a Friday and said, uh, we got our first guest on Monday and we already have a YouTube channel and a Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, I don't know, Roy, I don't know if you realize, but it's uh, nine months later. Nine, wow. nine, nine months and 32 episodes later, uh, episode 31 and 32 dropped today. Um, we had, we just had the CEO of Loon Leon. Um, and then we are doing a women's history month, uh, special editions, of course, with my daughter Ivy. So, uh, yeah, so we do, we talk everything from recruiting, marketing, management, yeah. leadership, every, anything and everything kind of the same thing you said, John, uh, we really tried to make sure we stayed away from our military guests as much as possible, not because we don't value it, obviously, but because like you said, there's like that growth aspect to it, right? You know, um, we wanted to talk to civilians and, mm-hmm. and also bring those civilians to our military listeners. And so far it's been good. Everybody, I t- you know, uh, I got a text yesterday from one of my boys I was an airman with, and he's like, bro, y'all really on this episode brought 
just just dropping stuff about transitioning. He's like, I really appreciate it. So it's been good. I love the energy y'all got, man. Killer Kim, you kind of the antagonizer, you know. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> Boy, yeah. Roy, he be getting passionate. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so man, some energy is dope. <laughs> so we built, yeah. So we and we built our show. It was kind of funny how we built it, right? Because how we, you know, I reach out. To, like I was telling you, like I reach out to all the guests. I kind of talk to him beforehand, learn about them. I like to drop Roy just into the situation and just see how he yeah. reacts, right? Because, but he's also he's also a little more level headed than I am, so like a little little lower energy. So you know, he thinks about stuff analytically, where I'm just like, I just say the first thing that comes out my mouth, and and I'll you know, we'll see what happens. Drop us on him, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, but it's been working out though, because like a lot of times, like the information that I get. I'm hearing it for the first time. So just like a listener. So from the listener standpoint, I'm able to bring that that right now question yep. to the table. So yep. And so how so how did you decide to form like to structure your podcast? Oh man, so real similar story to what y'all are doing. Um matter of fact, March 30th will be a year since I nope. started. And like y'all jumped out the gate and y'all were hitting it right. I did mine like the first one dropped in March. Mm-hmm. Then you didn't hear from me again till June. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I dropped one in July. And finally I said, man, I need to be more consistent, you know. Yeah. So that's when we got a pace. But, uh, you know, I started COVID. You know, I was sitting in the house with plenty of time and a lot of uncertainty and you yeah. know, so when I started structuring it, it was just listening to other podcasts. I was, uh, <laughs> now, funny story. So it started out, and I even tell the story in my first episode, which was bumpy as hell. Can I use hell on here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're, we're a free speech podcast. Okay. All right. All right. It, man, it was bumpy. That first one, I only kept it because I was proud that I got through the whole thing, but it was, it was bad, man. <laughs> it was bad. But, uh, I started out as the Get Your Life podcast because okay. I had like a friend it. back in Vegas. And every time I do something, she'd be like, John Singletary, get your life. So get I was your like, life. But then when I went on to publish it, I couldn't get on all the platforms because there was another Get Your Life podcast out oh, there. Oh, got you. So I had a buddy, man. He got a song called Help Myself. And I was playing mm. it. And I said, I'm going to call my podcast the Help Myself podcast. Yep. And you just roll with it, man. Nothing prolific, yeah. nothing deep. No, just, yeah. 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 Real simple. No, and that's all it is. Deep is. Scared money don't make money. That's that's real talk right there. So so ours ours is the same thing though. Like, I mean, I mean and I had even told uh and I had even told Roy about how I had said that to, to a number of recruiters where <laughs> they would say stuff. Uh and I'd be like Man, scare you need to stop being all scared, bro. Scare money don't make money. And they was like, I'm like, you that's right. You heard I said it. I said it to you. <laughs> and so you know, I ain't trying to dive into the recruiting thing, but you know, that's the difference between some of us. Some people just came into recruiting because and yeah. some of us came into it because we love it. So yeah, we no, got a whole no. different mindset. Oh, 100 percent Yeah, uh, that's so, it. And that's how we did ours is and that's what I, I think i think we said that the day we talked about the podcast because i think roy was like what are we gonna call it and i was like bro scare money don't make money he's like he's like did you really just say that that fast you didn't even think about it and i was like i don't need to, I don't need to think about i don't think i don't need to think about shit. i just make it happen baby 
Don't don't think at all. Let's go. Then you go like, where are you going? Like, we just got here. Like, let's go over here. Like, yeah. damn. All right. <laughs> but we just paid fifty thousand here. That's uh, we'll go that way. <laughs> um. So, who was your first guest? Man. Who was your first guest? Oh, uh, my first guest. Was... Oh, I'm not on mute, am I? No, no yeah. I can hear you. I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah, my first guest was uh, actually one of my mentors, retired mm-hmm. Chief Master Sergeant Kevin Danley. Um, okay. And well, he's Dr. Danley now. So he was oh, my wow. first guest. Um, you know, somebody I've known since. Damn, I was a senior airman when I met him. So him for a while. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah, I was a senior airman back in the early aughts. So, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> That was my first guess. <laughs> in yeah. new days. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I came in in the 90s. So, you know, I didn't, this is my third uniform change. So, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I'm that was too. my first guess. Uh, 90s? No, no, no. But I, but this is my third uniform. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everybody came in with the BDO. This third. Man, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd be talking to some guess. of these kids. <laughs> so whose idea was it uh, for your y'all's first guest? Was that all you, Cam, or was that? That was Cam. That was Cam. <laughs> that was Cam. That was Cam. That was Cam. 99% of our guests were Cam. Uh, <laughs> but I would say one of the coolest things was, though, like, he really found like some interesting guests uh, and it's kind of pretty much using the things that he would talk like just like you said just asking the question like hey can we have a conversation like yeah we can talk then you have a conversation well cool since we had that conversation do you mind being a guest on our podcast sure no problem like i'll be a guest on your podcast so then of course three days later hey we got somebody like when how like i'll talk to him on monday I asked him on Wednesday. We're doing it on Friday. All right, all right, all right. That, that was kind of quick. Uh, <laughs> so, expecting so, it. And then it got to the point of like back to back, back to back. Oh yeah, yeah. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for that. That's when. Uh, so see, so <clears throat> so the CI came about because I saw him really on social media a lot, on like Facebook and stuff. And so, and I knew he had just retired. And so, um, like I said, I just did him. I just sent him a Facebook message. It was like, yo, you know, uh, this is my name's Cam. I'm a guard recruiter. Like, would love, we just started a podcast called, and, and most people, once you say the name, they're like, ooh, I like, I, I like the name. And so, like, okay, you know, okay. And so, you know, and, and even during his episode, he couldn't stop saying it. He's like, that's why I love that name. Scared money don't make money so much. You know, uh, I mean, you top enlisted dude for the entire armed forces. I mean, you, you obviously mm-hmm. ain't scared. And so, um, and you know, he had that funny thing where he's like, he's, he's going to get you with an e-tool. He says he's going to destroy terrorism with an e-tool. <laughs> So, that's his big thing and so um he just, yeah he came on man and it was it was dope and it was cool because you know a lot of our guests have then recommended people so that's always so that's always been nice too and so um that's kind of how it started man and then i i just started diving into linkedin and all that and as i met more and more people um i really just started like like 
like uh was it we had ben levitt the youtube the youtube monster man that's the oh, same man. thing i was just i was just on youtube messing around i was like man i should i'm gonna hit this dude up and so i sent him a message on instagram it was like hey bro I, we'd love to have you on the podcast um yeah. scared money don't make money you, know, you see you know, have you got you guys know the show the mayans the mayans the it's mayans. the son it's the sons of anarchy spinoff okay i heard but, of it so yeah, so i, I didn't i didn't tell you yet but we have one of the actors from that show coming on the show man you know what i mean See what I'm I mean? not even yeah. worthy to be on this show. <laughs> Y'all slumming today, huh? <laughs> no, no, man, no. And 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 there's always there's always you know as you I'm sure you do with your show too is there's always like a method to the madness, right? So the dude that we have coming on is is, is Rocco Vincent Rocco, um, and so I didn't know he was such a big veteran, and I only found that out because I was on Clubhouse, and then he dropped in the Clubhouse and was like. I'm on a veteran. I'm Rocco. I'm from the Mayans television show. If any of y'all ever want anything, just hit me up on Instagram. And so, I mean, don't tell me that. Don't tell me to don't, hit you yeah, up. Yeah, right. Don't, don't say up. that. So I messaged him right away. <laughs> it was like, yeah. what's up, man? My name's Cam. And he's like, bet, send me an email to like this or whatever. And, you know, biggest point, as you know, is follow-up, right? So I didn't hear back from him for a week or two, which is fine because you, you're an actor. You busy. busy. And so I sent him a message and was like, hey, sir, I know you busy, man. Um, just wanted to let you know that I'm still here, ready when you are. You let me know when you're ready. And he sent me his number. Hey, call me. Called him. He's like, what's up, bro? I'm on my way to disc golf right now. I just wanted, like, you got my number now. We're done shooting the Mayans, you know, in two weeks. After that, my schedule will be normal. I'm more than happy to be on your show. You let me know when you do any other events. I got you. Like, you got my number now. Text me, call me, whatever. And I was like, all right, bad, bro. Man, I might need to call your boss and get you a promotion, man. Yeah. <laughs> man, man, let me call Zach and be like, hey, man, you need to him. So, nah, you know. You go down to San Diego, they got you. I hope so. Man, well, that'd, be, that'd be pretty dope. But um, but yeah. So I mean, so what? So who was your next guest, and like, why did you choose them? So with season one, my first three guests were people that I knew, and they had um, <laughs> y'all hear my my co-pilot back there. They had <laughs> a really compelling backstory. So yeah, you know, um, obviously, Dr. Danley was my mentor. Is my mentor. You know, one of my coaches and everything. Uh, my yeah. second one was. Um, I don't know. When did you come in and recruiting for the guard? I came in. Sorry. I came. Oh, for the guard last last year, December. Okay, okay. So, so yeah, you probably didn't get to meet Chief Taylor. I think she was retired mm -hmm. by then, but mm -hmm. she was the chief of ops for international guard recruiting, and I brought her on because in uh, 2018. No, no. January of 2019, her son committed suicide. And, yeah. uh, you know, that was just, man, you know, she came back from that. She actually came back to work. I'd have been done, like, you know. Yeah. And she came back to work, and, uh, you know, I just wanted to have her on for that story. It was just an amazing story, and how she came back and was able to contribute to the organization. And probably, in my yeah. opinion, one of the best chiefs that we've had in recruiting and retention ever. Yeah, and, you know, this is somebody that came from the retention side of the house. Yeah, 
yeah. that was that impactful of a leader and then just to tell her story. And then um, my third guest was another buddy of mine, you know, had a great resiliency story and in the life coaching. So that was kind of the theme a little bit. But after that, I said, hey, man, you know, I need to uh, the goal for season two. I need some folks that ain't military connected. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. I did. I did a couple of folks that I knew from different areas. One of one was the guy that does my theme song. You know, he's a musician, up yeah. and coming. So I talked to him and uh, got some good guests for this. Matter of fact, season two is going to be real good because of the conversation I had with you. So props to you, Killer Cam. Uh, you know, <laughs> like, money don't make money. Man. I just started hitting people, and they just started saying, "Yeah." So yeah. man, I, I yeah. really appreciate that you reached out to me, man. So. You did that whole um, a rising tide lifts all ships. So I appreciate yeah. you for that, man. Yeah, I owe you one, so I'm gonna have to figure out how to use my position to kind of hit you up somewhere. You know what I'm man, it's 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 all about, and that's all it is, right? Is like, um, and it's funny. I think I told you it's funny too because like, as we're like we're recruiters, it's so easy for us to go tell ask a, a high school kid or ask a college kid like, hey, you want to join the military? Like, so easy for that. But as soon as we want to do anything that, whether it be for ourselves or ask some somebody something out of our element, it's weird. Like, I, like I've watched, I've watched it happen, right? And it's almost like the whole um, the imposter syndrome that I have learned about recently that I didn't know about. I was like, I didn't realize this was like a thing because I'm just kind of out there. Like my mom always jokes that when uh when I was born, I sucked all her confidence out of her. She's like, you just, she's like, you just, you've been doing your own, you've been doing your own thing since she was, yeah, you've been doing your own thing since you was a baby, dog. Like, don't even talk to me about confidence. And so, um, so that was a new thing to hear from me. You know, I'll tell you, we did a clubhouse a couple weeks ago and um, one of, you know, one of our top recruiters in the Air National Guard, you know, I won't say the name, but I was talking to them and and I said, why didn't you come on stage and say something? Like, I know you had some, some good feedback. And they said, I, I, I don't, I don't think I did. Like, I didn't feel like I belonged on the stage. And I was like, bruh, like you can't never feel like you don't belong on that stage, dude. Like no one's, you don't have to be an expert to, to stay, to stand on the stage, just stand 10 toes down, bro. And like, you know what you know, and that's okay. Facts. Facts. You told them right. You told them right. That's one of the most frustrating things in leadership is you talking to people and you're trying to get them to believe like, you know, I deal with that all the time. I see. Yeah, I feel like my job as a leader is that I'm, I'm a evaluator and an identifier of talent, putting people yeah. in positions to succeed. You know, if I'm the smartest person in the room, then I need to change rooms. You yeah. know? And so as a leader yeah. is putting people like there are people on my team. I'm the chief, but there's so many people on my team smarter than me and better than me in different areas. And so I try to put them in positions to succeed. And that's yeah. the whole thing. You know, we there's always this area where we're fearless, but for some reason it doesn't translate everywhere. Except if you kill a cam, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or if you know, if you like my boy Roy, you know, the fruit is in the pudding. So. The fruit is in the pudding. The fruit is in the pudding. Because you know what? The the fruit can go in any type of pudding. So the the proof is all the proof is always that. So you good. Like because no matter what, like because if you say it with confidence, if you say it with confidence, guess yeah. what? Liz, listen, guess what? Everybody listen, y'all gotta go check out episode one of Scam Money Don't Make Money. So you can hear the confidence in which he said it with 
Like, he had me rethinking. Is it? It's almost along the line of like T Pain's song, and everybody thought he said "ooh wee," but then you like found out that he said "and then." It, mm -hmm. it just messes with your mind. You be like, "Let me listen to that one more time." Okay. And then, wait, wait, what song? Wait, what song? Um, like, um, I'm gonna buy you a drink. I'm gonna buy you a drink. He yeah, said, he's not he saying "ooh wee." He said "and then." He's not saying "ooh wee." He's not saying "ooh wee." And then I'm gonna take you home with me. <laughs> you just, you just changed my life. <laughs> it messes you up. It messes their lyrics. He's not just. Hey, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. pain if you're listening, I want you on the podcast. Killer Cam, Killer Cam. We, yo, the the after party. We talk about this, man, because my whole my whole teens has just been eliminated. <laughs> it, it messes with you. It messes with you. But like, yeah. you, I mean, but like, but y'all was saying though, like, man, you'll be surprised just saying things with confidence. Um, I don't know if you've seen this YouTube. And a guy was like going into the baseball stadium, and because he was just saying it with so much confidence, like, yeah, I'm staying right there. Like, I'm going to that box. They were just letting he got oh. all the way through without getting a ticket. He made it all the way up to the VIP box. I did made I it. did yep. Yes. I look that up. Yes. That. Yes. I'm gonna try it one day, but like I don't know. Like I don't. I ain't trying to go to jail either. Yeah, wait till people forget a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let people forget about it. But it's just how you how you present the information. It's no different when you like working with applicants or working with anybody. It's how you present the information. Like if you present it as fact, sometimes they'll be like, "Okay, like man, the sky is red." I'm telling you. Okay. I mean, I guess I it got a little tint to it. I see that. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> All this no, time. Night, I see it. <laughs> I mean, Y'all just struggling with that whole TP T pain thing, man. Oh, it gets worse. I'm not gonna go into all the songs that oh. it's another song that he says something, but you think he said something else. Give that ain't even week. the biggest one. There's another song, yeah, where yeah. it really messed you up. That's give me a week before y'all ruin my, my <laughs> give me a week, man. Cause you cause Roy, you know I'd be up at the club, bro. You know that was my thing. You know, don't ruin yeah. all my club. I'm my club. telling you, man. It, so, it's the all I do is win song. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my god, I don't want to know. So yeah, uh so john where so like what is so what is the progression of your podcast now so you know you you did you got through season one right I, mm -hmm. we haven't decided if we're gonna do seasons yet but um like you know how have you watched the progression of your of your podcast and what you're talking about so the, <laughs> the progression to go from seasons for me it was really simple and i did this is a footnote but i'll talk about the progression but yeah. Season one, man, I was just doing it, you know, like mm -hmm. I wanted format. I wanted segments and all that, but I was new and I was just doing it season. So it got split up in the seasons because there were two things I wanted to do. So uh, a podcast that I really enjoy is Jamel Hill Unbothered. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of one of her seasons, she did an awards wrap up. So I wanted to do a season recap really bad. Yeah. So that premeditated, you know, the decision. I need Ooh. to have seasons if I do a season recap. 
And the season recap was the most downloaded and listened to uh, episode of season one. Actually, all time right now for me. And then um, also, you know, the (laughs) I call season one my lo-fi season. So I, you know, I had to kind of upgrade, kind of get, you know, the mic and all that other stuff. So I needed a little time to learn how to use because. When you're doing it with uh, the factory stuff, you get used to doing it a certain way and you think, yeah. oh, if I upgrade, it's just going to be easier. It's harder when you upgrade. Like, <laughs> mic levels right and all that, it that's changes everything. harder. Yeah, it changes so, everything. So I wanted to um, start to segment it up because one of the things I read when I was studying podcasts is one of the things that makes it more remarkable to your viewers is if you have segmentation. So... Yeah. So this season, I added a new segment called F Your Couch. Yes. Yes. I like it. I like it. I like it. So it's just pushing people to get up off of their couch and get out there and do something. So I like it. So we we add stuff, you know, we're trying to keep it clever, you know. No, and yeah, I mean, and you're right. And you're right. And what's funny is what the more and more you learn about it, right? It's like the, you know, I can tell you why your season recap was the most downloaded is because people are lazy. And so like, mm-hmm. because, because you, let's keep it real. People are lazy, right? It's the same thing with, with social media content is nobody yep. wants to sit there and read shit. They want to like, mm-hmm. for instance, yesterday, I, I did a post on LinkedIn. N- no bullshit. It was three lines. That's it. It said, why is it that current military members are the smallest demographic on LinkedIn. What do you think we can do to change it? It was my 5,500 views that thing got. Two, like 170 comments, like all that. But it's cause it was quick. It was a quick little verb and people could respond and everyone got an opinion. Everybody's got an opinion, right? Of what we can do. And so that's why they did it. And so the recaps are, are um, no different is they're like, oh, bet. Like, do I? Li- I don't have to listen to ten of his episodes. I can just listen to this one, and he's gonna kind of tell us what's up. The meat potatoes, like he's gonna dissect it for you. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, Roy, we need to do a twenty, a twenty-one episode recap and a thirty-two episode recap. <laughs> I like well, that. Well, because we, we did a ten, so we I try to break it up in tens, so that we can do yeah. a ten. So we can go back. Y'all already to the next level, man. What what's the progression of scared money don't make? I mean, y'all got merch. (laughs) Y'all got (laughs) yo. I said I said uh, guess T Pain gonna be on the show here in a couple of weeks. T Pain, we coming for you, bro. Uh I had a so funny enough, I was in another group or one of my groups that I'd be talking to and I was like oh yeah let me hit up my t-shirt lady and one of them sent that meme of that kid who's holding that block of money and it's like this out can't be walking around all day <laughs> Bartholomew <laughs> but I'm trying to get, I, I was still real ass I'm trying to get that Bartholomew money <laughs> Bartholomew money Bartholomew. but hey it's funny that y'all was talking about like the, the attention span like I see myself like my patience has gotten really short. And when I do, like really short, uh, I've already had short patience, but it's really short now. So when I like look at like YouTube or Instagram, now I start looking at the time. If that, if it doesn't catch my attention within the first 30 seconds and it's longer than five minutes, 
Next. Man, come on. I'm trying to tell you. I got money to go on live for 15 <laughs> and 20 minutes. I'm like, I'm not going to sit up here and listen to you for fear. I got things to do. No, no. Yeah. Nothing, and nothing <laughs> hurts me more. I got a cousin. She'll go live, and she just sitting up there dancing and singing. I'm just like, wait, wait, wait. I'm, then I get mad because I spent 10 seconds looking at it. I'm like, oh, hell no. Anyway. Get, get, get off of like what that's why that's that? why that's why you don't never catch because that and that's why you don't never catch me on nobody's lives but you also don't catch me being upset when nobody's on mine because i know what i do is i go back later and i and i'll like i'll see what the comments are and that will tell me if i should watch it or not i know you can do that that's smart that's smart. Oh, smart. But I mean, you know, in some cases, I want to catch the live to see what the I energy agree. is. Plus, I agree. it depends on what she looks like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all married, so let me not talk like this. See, I'm single out here. I'm out here single, but you know. My, 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 wife, my wife ain't dumb. She's like, what's on your Instagram? I'm like, this model. She's like, I hate you. I'm like, what I done you? sat in some lives where I got no kind of information to help my life, but it was worth my time. Yeah, so, you know, so, hey, whatever whatever relaxes your mind. That's what that's that, it. That's that's a, you know what I'm saying? That's a big thing. Um, that's a form of meditation. Hey, if it if it brings you joy, like you yes, really can't it. you really can't hate on it, right? Be mad at it. Wellness. Be mad at it. And, and it's COVID and it's COVID friendly. And it's COVID. there you go. There you My go. Right. Mm. 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 <laughs> Stop the knowledge right there. <laughs> knowledge. I can imagine, boy, at a strip club, but I know they suffering right now with COVID. Oh, bro, I don't want. I don't want. I don't even sell. I know diamond and candy and peppermint, mm, and cinnamon. All right, <laughs> vanilla. R.I.P. R.I.P. Cinnamon. <laughs> nah, man, only what, one that's um, probably getting paid now. Bone crush. Yeah, you're right. So, so have you been on any podcast before, John? I have. I have. It was a while ago. Well, I said a while ago. It was slightly before COVID. Um, it was a buddy of mine, and it was just you know his show. But yeah, mm-hmm. I've been I've been on a couple of podcasts, and you know so, been a special guest a couple of times. But I didn't really like. Well, let's not say I didn't like it. It was yeah. different because. They were doing me like you do, Roy. <laughs> oh, I had no in. idea what was coming, so I'm just sitting there, and they just throwing shit at me, and I'm like, "Whoa, what's going on?" So yeah, I do. I do try and make sure, like, whenever I do that, because I tell people that too, that I do, because they always wonder, like, "Am I going to meet the the co-host before we do the show?" And I'm like, "Nah, we actually we keep it that way." I'm like, "But don't worry, we're not asking no." No one's asking you any outlandish stuff out here, you know. No one's asking yeah. you political preferences and all, none of that. Like we, it's all conversational. It's really just to kind of give. He he can think about it from a viewer perspective, Johnny on the spot type thing, and 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 so far we're, it's it's worked out well. Uh, yeah, no, y'all y'all throw them uh, fastballs right down the middle, man. Like uh, you had one guy on there. I'm trying to think. He was the. Uh, the guy that started the staffing agency and was 100k like in three. Oh, four. Ben, Ben, yeah. Ben, Ben Nader, the six-figure yeah. six recruiter. Six-figure <laughs> recruiter. You got him right where he wanted to be, man. So that I feel like that's good interviewing, man. Because one of the things I found is interviewing is an art, and you got to refine yeah. your art because you know, yeah, 
there's some folks to get out there and you know i've even noticed in my own interviewing like i need to update my questions i need to kind of be a little more mm -hmm. spontaneous because it gets too boxed in you know and mm -hmm. there's always an opportunity to go out on a tangent that yeah. would be way more interesting than any questions you had so yeah, yeah. and i think it, uh, go ahead oh yeah because you, like, you don't want to be too predictable yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah and i think and i don't even think I'm trying to think, I guess, I guess the only, we only have like really those two main questions we asked at the end, but mm -hmm. in general, I think conversationally, we try and figure out the, 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 where you came from, where you're at, where you're going, you know? And there so, it is. There it and, is. So exactly. and so speaking of which, how did you get started young sir? <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for the for the compliment. Because <laughs> I am young to all of those 75. You, have, you got legrants hair than I do, so everyone's young to me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, look, I done got to the point where I gotta cut it short. I don't have no more <laughs> options. I used to do other stuff like so you got a whole swoop, but yeah, I can't uh, do that, man. I well, I used to cut it, I used to cut it short. I used to line it up, fade it, everything, but then it started to look like I had bald spots because of the white hair. And so then I remember in Mississippi, actually, Roy, when we was out there, I was like, I think I have to start growing my hair out again. And then the, the, I had to start growing it out. <laughs> uh, hair people problems, you know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I know. I'm, We're talking about hair, Roy's like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like but I'm, here's the thing, like, man. Like, you know what, that's crazy. discrimination. I'm follically. Follically is follically challenged. I was in basic training. I have seen my bald head. That is not good for anybody. <laughs> like a little step, and then it, you no, know, that's it's, it's not a good look. <laughs> he got a he got a head with a high and tight naturally. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad look, man. But when you say got started, what do you mean? Military? Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, like where, like where are you from? Like where are you from? Oh, like man, you know what I'm saying? Like there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm from San Antonio, Texas, man. Home of Air Force basic training. You know, military. San Antonio, camp. Texas, the east side. I am from. So when they gave us the briefing and they were talking yeah. about we could go on the town pass, and they told yeah. us you them tracks not to go past. I'm uh, from that part of the town. <laughs> so, gotcha. Hey. So yeah, no, you know, grew up uh, in San Antonio. You know, there's some military in my family, but. I was kind of disconnected from the men in my family. So yeah. it wasn't my career path. I remember in high school, the recruiter came and I talked bad to the recruiter. Like, I wish I could find the recruiter from my high school so I could apologize, apologize to that man because <laughs> I talked bad about him. And here we are 25 years later and I've been in recruiting for 19 years. So, you know. Um, but yeah, I started, I started there active duty. Yeah. First duty station was the most beautiful base in the entire planet. Dias Air Force. Base. <laughs> that cool ass Dias. Man, <laughs> Dias is so amazing. Uh, spent a couple of years out there as a fuels guy, POL. Mm. Then um, Palace it into the guard, came back to San Antonio. Um, yeah. I called the operator and I told him that uh, I was looking for the reserve recruiter. 
and they uh -huh. uh, hooked me up with a guy by the name of Staff Sergeant Alexander J. Brown. If he hasn't retired yet, he may chief, but... <laughs> uh, and I was working with him for probably a month before I realized he was putting me into the Air National Guard. I had never heard of it, had no oh, idea wow. what it was, but it's the best mistake I ever made. So yeah, uh, got started mm -hmm. and uh, went to recruiting school in 2002. So man, so I've been doing Wait. that for a while. For a we're while. We're not going to comment on what I was doing that year. <laughs> yeah, see, I was on active duty when, when September 11th happened. You know, I remember, you know, where I was and what was going on. But yeah, so, you know, recruiting, I think y'all talked about it uh, in one of your podcasts, but I had a similar deal. Like what I wanted to do is either recruiting or be an MTI, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah that was I me. came into recruiting. I was almost done with my first tour. And I wanted to go do M MTI duty. And my wife at the time was like, no bueno, not going to happen. So <laughs> she is you with the dolphin. <laughs> yeah, so I stuck with recruiting and uh, it turned out all right. It turned out all right. Yeah. Yeah. Roy, Roy. Uh, so like, yeah. And that, I think that's why me and Roy connect too is because you know, he legitimately wanted to be in recruiting to the fact of like, because you had a shaving waiver before, right? And then you got it removed. Yeah. Like he got his shaving waiver removed to become eligible so that he could be in recruiting, you know? And know all about that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. About to, and I, yeah, you know, and that's no small feat. And then like me, yeah. I, uh, like I think you heard in the podcast is like, I just, I need to do something different. So I call my functional and that's right when they changed that, you know, the program um for active duty and he was like just put your name in the hat man and i was like all right bet and i you know put my name in the hat and here i am and it's, it's funny that y'all talking about that i was actually i was actually just talking to my mom about it we were just going back down like different decisions in our lives and stuff yeah. like that and she was like if you can go back to whatever age and this and that would you do this all over again would you join the air force again i was like yeah i would still join the air force like the one thing I said though, I probably would have came into recruiting sooner. Um, mm. I probably would have came in, but in the same breath, on the flip side, I think waiting a little bit um, and having a little bit more experience up under my belt with certain civilians and certain NCOs I had over me kind of helped me be the recruiter that I am. So I probably still wouldn't have came in sooner, but recruiting, it was just, it was just calling me and everybody was trying to talk me out of it. I mean, <laughs> from my supervisor to my chief, they're like, nah, you don't want to do it because it's it's stressful and this and that. But I'm like, I mean, if you, if you already work hard, you work long hours, you do certain things like, what am I doing differently in recruiting? That I'm, I didn't have a nine to five in my old career field. Like mm -hmm. I was already working long hours. Crazy hours, <laughs> crazy hours getting called it late at night and stuff like that. So yeah, really nothing's going to change. Yeah. And, and see, mine was different. Like my, mine was a, like completely different because I found out I was going to recruiting and like everybody was like, yo, bruh. They was like, there ain't nobody else I'd rather see being recruiting. And they was like, you, you're going to love it. He like, you're going to love it. And it, you know, cause remember I told you Roy cook. So it's funny enough. One yeah. of my, one of our boys cook he was in my old career field and he was like a big recruiter so um 
dang, I forgot the dude's name, but he w- he was stationed with the dude that was the recruiter in Beaumont, Texas, who got in a whole bunch of trouble like years ago. Active duty recruiter, um, like went to jail and all types of stuff. Sure <laughs> that wasn't the guy in El Paso. What's his name? I think you're talking about Rodney. Yeah, Rodney um, Wells. Rodney yep. Wells. So he, so he was, he was one Rodney Wells' playmate. Fr- wait, 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 wait. <laughs> one of my closest friends was his office partner, James oh, Cord Jr. He retired as a chief. Oh, Cord. Yep. Yeah, yep. Man, Yo, that was man. my that was that was my chief in my HP squadron. Yeah, yeah, that's my boy. He was in my promotion oh. ceremony, man. Yep. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so Cruise so small world like that. <laughs> So uh-huh. Cook, so Cook, so Cook was there, and then he, I think he, and then he eventually he got out of recruiting, came back to our career field. But <clears throat> you know, when I found out I was going, he was in recruiting, and so was our superintendent. And they were like, "Yo, like you're gonna love it, man! Like it's gonna be dope." And when I got picked up for recruiting, when Cook saw how excited I was about it, it actually motivated him to get back and so he came back and then was a link uh a linko in our mm-hmm. squadron and uh when we when we were when me and roy were in our uh when our we were in our flight together on ea and um I bet yeah you man rolled and running it with him and oh bro so was, man i know yo, you so <laughs> so he wasn't so the crazy thing was is he wasn't my linko he was oh, um, okay but but he ended up kind of being because what happened was is um and I don't know if the guard was affected by this, but like there was at one point where we were just putting all these people in, right? And New Orleans especially just got inundated. I mean, it was to the point where literally their requests were 30 days out. Like I was waiting for six o'clock in the morning to schedule somebody 30 days out. And I called Cook, my boy, cause he was at Jackson. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna start processing people through your, through your MEPS. And he's like, but that's three hours away from where you at, bro. And I was like, that's all I got. I got, uh, I got rap people for that. And, uh, yeah, you and got so your I, rappers. Pro- I got my rappers. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, I process, so I took over that. I took over that MEPS and new Orleans MEPS to the point where the flight was complaining about how many people I was processing at their MEPS. <laughs> and so, but cook was like, yo, our job is to process people for the Air Force. I don't care who the recruiter is, where they coming from. As long as these people get through MEPS, that's our job, right? And so um, I think I processed like an additional 25 people through another MEPS that year. <laughs> but it was dope, Man, you know, but it, it was cool though. <laughs> Man, but you talking that now, I got a question for both of y'all. Um, yeah. It don't have to be the top, but man, what's one of what's one of y'all's most memorable moments in your recruiting career, and then one of your most memorable moments in your short but illustrious podcasting career? I'm gonna let Roy go first. You had some good ones. Nah. For once, you get to talk first. <laughs> but one, no, nah, like one of my most in my recruiting career. Hmm. I would say uh, one. It's a it's a crazy one. So I had a young lady. Uh, she had like a really really hard time. She had like a really crazy life going on, um, and she wasn't. She was like 
to everybody else, she was disqualified. She wasn't gonna make it blah, 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 based on weight. So right before it was time for her to go, her arm got dislocated because a 40-year-old woman beat her up. Um, and we worked through it, we got her through, and she finally left the basic training. Um, no, no hiccups or anything like that. And I would say about two years later, I got a random email from her uh, saying she was happy, uh, loving life right now. Um, she had just got married and a whole bunch of different stuff. And just thinking back through everything that we went through, I was like, wow. Uh, and I got a lot of stories like that. Um, but for my pot for the podcast, uh, I would say the knowledge. Um, I always I always joke with Cam and I always say like we're like 10 steps behind. 10 steps behind, like you're in the military, like we're in this umbrella. Uh, and I always thought I always joke, I, I call it being institutionalized. Um yeah. uh we're a lot yeah. a lot of a lot of us mm -hmm. are institutionalized yeah. and recruiting broke us and I was I would kind of tie that into like my big thing from recruiting. It broke that mold. Like you have to stand 10 toes on your own. You have to think outside the box because you've been trained and conditioned Bro. to think so much inside of a box. <laughs> so much inside of a box, you come into a career field to where you can't think within inside that box. You have to think within your experiences, the knowledge that you have, and work your way around to make things happen, to make a way out of no way. Um, and that's where I've learned even more, like with Cam, like he gets some really good guests and it just kind of re it reemphasizes how far behind we really are. <clears throat> and that, that's, that's what I like. Knowledge, I love to learn. Little drip drop. I love little drip drop. And I don't want to be institute and I always I don't want to be institutionalized all my life. Man, that's right. So mine <clears throat> mine was Sammy. So um the tattoo policy changed where you know sleeves and all that. Um one of my applicants was a major part of that. So I, I recruited the first girl to pass the TAC P pass test once they had include you know made it all inclusive and so sammy was a referral from a friend of mine at a local mma gym crossfit gym and he said i got this girl she's you know she's got a great attitude but she's she needs a waiver for some stuff and i was like oh bet 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 he's like oh and by the way she has a sleeve tattoo and i was like whatever and i and i and like one of the things that i always tell people is like I don't follow that normal mode of like, I don't, I'm not going to not talk to you just because you're not qualified right now, because right. you never, because you never know what can happen in the, you know, someone's 200 pounds overweight, bump it, bro. I'll give you five minutes. Let's chop it up. I'll tell you what, what can happen. And then if you're motivated, bet if you're not, you know, whatever, like you're still a person, I have no problem giving you five minutes. And so she came in we, we talked about it and I was like, okay, we got to figure this out. And so the first thing we did was, um, I talked to my sister service counterparts who were friends of mine, the army recruiters. And I said, Hey, I can't process this girl because she has a sleeve tattoo. How about I buy y'all some crawfish 
and y'all process this girl for me so that I can give her a pass test. And they were like, all right, bet. And so they processed her so that she could get a qualified MEPS physical. As we all know, that's required for her to take the pass test. And so Botham Day Crawfish got me my physical. And so took her to the pass test, you know, told her, you know, look, um, and I think I remember on the way to the pass test, I said, if we do this, we're doing it. There ain't no bullshit. Like your face is going to be plastered across recruiting service. You're going to become this standard. Like if you're not prepared for that, then I'm going to drop you off at home. And I was like, because we don't, we don't go having, we go fooling. That's how, that's how I operate. And she was like, let's go. So we went to the pass test and I remember the, the head of T3I was there, the guys who run the, you know, all the spec warfare stuff and she passed. And he was like, where the fuck? He's like, how did you, like, how did this even happen? And so I told him and he was like, he's like, you dirty bastard. He's like, that's, I like it. He's like, you get it done, right? Get and I was, like, done. Bro, that's, I was like, that's what we do around here, but we get it done. And so I remember the best feeling ever was when I made that phone call to the squadron who then called the two star who was in charge of AFRS and was like, she passed the test. And they was like, oh shit. And then come to find out that two star uh, then called General Goldfein, who was taking over at the moment and was like, she passed the test. General Goldfein happened to be sitting in a like I forgot what type of meeting he was in but it was a big meeting for Air Force policy and then General Goldfein was like we just had the first girl that ever passed the pass test for the Air Force and then it all just kind of like went from there and um and she joined man she joined on the TACP contract we got a waiver from General Goldfein for her to leave two weeks early to basic training she was the first girl to ever pass it. The tattoo policy got changed, what, three and a half months after she passed it that first time? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. The legend. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, and so, uh, and then my, 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 my podcast, the best thing from the podcast, um, honestly, um, last night, honestly, last night was pretty dope. I got a text message, like I told you, from from my friend who I've been in air, well, I was an airman with, and and you know, and and I don't I don't push it on anybody, right? Like I put it out there, but I don't like, man, please listen to my podcast. I'm just like, yo, if you want to listen, bet, let me know, give me feedback. And I remember he just sent me a screenshot of the podcast with like a fire emoji, and he's like, and I was like, yo, you like it? And he's like, bro, this just changed my whole life when it comes to my transition, and I was like. That's what that's what we here for, bro. <laughs> that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. So we got we got good. What about you, huh? Now, what about what about you, big dog? That's what we gonna do. That's what we do, <laughs> young sir. <laughs> oh man, I want to say I feel young, but that'd be a lie. Ah <laughs> oh, man, real similar, you know. Um, it's so many in recruiting, you know, just like what you and Roy said, just, uh, you know, you get all the personal accolades, but the stuff you remember yeah. are the lives you changed, man. And so when the first person that I ever put into the Air Force made senior, <laughs> that was exciting. Mm. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, man. And then um, probably close to that would be 
one of the guys I supervised about a year after I got in the position, he made senior. I mean, not mm-hmm. senior, I'm sorry, chief. He made oh, wow. chief. And then um, probably about 11 or 12 of the people that I've supervised have made senior and then countless have made master. So that's, for me, that's the biggest yeah. thing. And I tell them all the time, like, don't get up there saying it's, it's because of me. I'm just proud of y'all because I had yeah. something to offer. Y'all grabbed a hold of it and y'all did your thing with it. So that's the best part to me, seeing people promote. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have to give with both of y'all because I'm going to be trying to recruit Roy because, you know, I got, <laughs> I got some I I've been trying to I've been trying to get into the guard, man. And me and Killer Kim, we got to talk about career progression because you <laughs> got it, man. I wish I could get you in front of all the recruiters because, you know, when you were talking about that, just making it happen, you know, I watch recruiters all of the time trip over themselves and no. get wrapped around and emotional about setbacks. And I'm like, you ain't recruiting if you're not getting setbacks. So I watch that all the time. But with the podcast, I think I think my proudest moment is similar to yours. It was just man, in the first couple of episodes, I was figuring out what how I wanted the music to come in. It was a mess. And I'm literally experimenting in real time. So I just kept yeah. rocking with it. And there was a point where I caught my stride, man. And I was just talking my talk. And yeah. people, you know, I got a text where somebody was just saying, man, you need to keep doing this because yeah. this is really helping folks. This is helping me. Mm-hmm. And that was the big thing. Like there was yeah. some value in what I was doing. If there was no value, I, I don't have no problem quitting, you know, but yeah, there was value. So that was it for yep. me. There you go. So, so our last two questions, because I know it's starting to get to the end of our time, is uh. So the first, and you might already know them, but the first one is obviously, you know, what advice do you have? Um, and I don't even want to say just career advice, but just like life advice. You know, like you know, your podcast is literally called the Help Me Podcast. <laughs> so how how what's one of that one of them key pieces of advice for someone to help themselves? You know, it's, it's what we talked about. It's, you know, really the title of your podcast says it all. Scare money, <laughs> don't make money. That I think that's the biggest thing. We're just afraid. Yeah. <laughs> I got to give, I got to give me one of them money guns. Money to... <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth though. You know, it's so, man, uh, y'all might be uh, familiar with uh retired chief Juan Lewis, the fired up chief, one of oh, my mentors. Yeah. I've man. met him. He's a cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cool dude, man. He's yep. a cool dude. I love that about him. You know, he's, he's, you know, down to earth, met him and, mm-hmm. you know, we hang out, you know, he, well, he's back in the States now, so we don't have to hang out soon that mm-hmm. he in San Antonio, but uh, yeah, long time ago, he said to me, man, it's amazing what you can do when you take the limitations off of yourself. hundred percent. And, and that's that's the biggest thing I can say is take the limitations off yourself. Jump out there, do it, stop. Because we think of a million reasons why we can't do something, but all yep. you need is one reason why you can and go mm-hmm. for it. So that would be the biggest piece of advice. And that goes for anything, you know. Yeah. We we all know it. We, we came in the military and uh, I don't care where any of us are from, that basic training was like nothing we had ever done before. <laughs> it was different. And if yeah. you would have asked me before, did I think I'd be able to get through six weeks of what we went through? I'd have been like, hell no, ain't no way I'm doing that. But <laughs> on the other side, man, and then when you go back to your neighborhood, you know you're different because you've achieved something. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So 
So definitely that'd be my biggest piece of advice. Just take the limits off of yourself. Go for it. Yeah. And what and what does scare money don't make money mean to you? Young sir, <laughs> young sir, I'm gonna put you in my photos at now. <laughs> oh, young sir, oh, young yeah. sir is calling me. What <laughs> <laughs> is scared money? Don't make money, man. I mean, for me and my journey, it's self evident, but you know what it means to me is like you're not gonna grow in comfortable places, you know. Nope. If you're doing what you know you can do, then you are not doing anything for yourself until you get out yeah. there and do something that challenges you, makes you uncomfortable, scares you. Like we really should be doing something that scares us daily at the yeah. least, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I was a little nervous to come on here because like y'all are y'all rock stars, you know? I'm like, dang, but, you know, share money, don't make money. If you don't go out there and, one of the things about it is, is that you got to bet on self. When, when, you, when you take on the work to do it, the people you need, the resources you need, they start falling in place, but they're not going to come into your life. They're not going to come into your space until you take, you know, that control of it and say, hey, you know, I'm the one that got to do this. And if you're not doing that, that's scared money. And scared money ain't going to make money. Mm -hmm. Boom. You write, you write it down. You write I it down. Write it down. But write whenever it down. we get to the end, it's like church for Roy. He's like, what? <laughs> feel like my, feel like my granny from back in the day. She used to do, she used to do laps. I'm like, well, you get a <laughs> right? I had to, I had to bring you in here. Right? I had to bring you in here. Now you sprint. Uh, man, she be in a sprint too. She be in a sprint. Then she just stopped. She just stopped. <laughs> uh, hey man, like you ain't gonna like Greg, quit embarrassing me, man. Like, get up, get up. Like, man, all right, all right, Usher got you, Usher got you. Oh god. But uh, but anyway, so uh, you know, th I, this is our our last second kind of I call it the the shameless plug segment where you it's all about you, man. You tell us where people to find you, what you, you know, um, any any other products or services you offer, you know, and um, and then we'll end it out. And you're gonna have to do the same thing too, since yeah. we're gonna. This is a dual thing. But I'm gonna put this out on all of my platforms too, because you know I want to drive people you know, to the scared money don't make money podcast. Come on now, teamwork make the dream work. Yeah, but uh, pretty easy to find me. The website is the helpmyselfpodcast.com. Um, the socials it's at help myself podcast on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yep. And uh, you can find it. You can search it on wherever you like to listen to pod. Google, Apple, Anchor, Breaker, yep. uh, Spotify. We own all those platforms. So everywhere so, so, except YouTube. I need to get on YouTube eventually, but we'll, we'll see. I, I, I got you. So, so, <laughs> so first thing is, Roy, we got to get some sweet pictures like John with the, with the turtleneck and the suit thing, and you'd be like, like with the cool little like. Hey, man, I gotta, like hey, <laughs> Welcome to the Help Me Podcast. I was scared about doing that, but I realized scared money don't make money. No, you fly. You fly, dog. You fly. He'll be on Clubhouse soon enough once I get him to get on Clubhouse. And we go, you can do that. You know, you should do the Help Me Podcast Club because I guarantee some people would show up for that. But you know what? I tell you, I'm always late to the party. 
Hey, it's all good. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Scare Money Don't Make Money podcast. You can find us on um, Facebook under RC Productions. You can find us on uh, YouTube under the Scare Money Don't Make Money. And then uh, you can connect with me or Roy. Uh, I'm at People Person Cam. If you connect with me, you'll see Roy's stuff all connected. He barely used social yeah. media. Yeah, he's, uh, he's so, a social media dude. I ain't even going to start with that. Like, yeah, I don't go there. Don't, but you know what, though? Take the limits off yourself. That, that's all I'm going to say. Take the limits off yourself. Just take them off. Just take them off. Like, it's like when you get off of work, you be like, you know what? I'm going to take this. Take it off. <laughs> Just take it off. Take it Just off. take it off. Just like take it off. Take the masks off as soon as we get. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's it. Cue, cue the future songs on yeah. mask off. Yo, why? Yo, that made that made me that made me yo, that that made me think about uh Arsenio Hall. Like they take the limits off. Take the limits off. Take the limits off. Take the limits off. We go back to the, the first coming to America. Sexual yeah, chocolate, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Just wanna bring that's it today. Right. We're taking the limits off. That's it. That's All it. Right. That's well, it. Hey. We appreciate you. I'm glad, you know, dual effort. I, I saw yours, like I said, and I was like, man, we, we on the same type of purpose. So it was only natural for, for us to, to synergize the, the old Air Force 10 years ago. Synergize. synergize. That's the big word of the day. That's the big word, That's of, the the word of the day. the word of the day right there, man. Synergize. Please, big word. Google that right quick. Synergize. I tell people all the time, like, you can't see my hands, but right now I'm interlocking my fingers. <laughs> So, uh, hey, we appreciate you, big dog, and we appreciate will see y'all later. Next time. Don't you have to learn about ourselves. Perhaps.